This is an SBS radio podcast. Settlement Guide. Information, issues and stories about living in Australia. SBS acknowledges the traditional custodians of country and their connections and continuous care for the skies, lands and waterways throughout Australia. Hi there, g'day, and welcome to this episode of The Settlement Guide, a series where we help you navigate life in Australia. Whether you arrived today, have been living here for years, whether you were born in Australia, or you're planning to move here shortly, this series is for you. My name is Claudiana Blanco, and I came to live in Sydney more than a decade ago, and I'm still learning about life down under every day. Today, we will explore what Australia's emergency warnings and fire danger rating systems are, and what you should do for each one. Australia, a country prone to extreme weather-related hazards, has a new nationally standardized fire danger rating system and an emergency warning system to help communities and emergency response agencies understand risks, prepare and react to different dangerous events, including bushfires, floods, cyclones, storms and extreme heat. It's a tiered system that provides a level of warning depending on the threat to people's lives or their homes or businesses. Today, we will talk about what the different severity levels mean and what you should do. Let's get started. In December 2019, Australia made headlines across the globe for the catastrophic bushfires that ravaged the country during the Black Summer. Only weeks after the flames charred vast swaths of land, some of the same communities affected by the fires were underwater as intense rainfall and storms caused river networks to overflow. Rob Webb is the CEO of the National Council for Fire and Emergency Services in Australia and New Zealand, also known as AFAC. He says the more than 30 state and territory emergency support services in the country have worked together to find a coordinated approach to best communicate, prepare and respond to the increasing frequency and severity of natural disasters. Australia is a wonderful place to live and a wonderful place to be throughout the year, but we do have these periods of disasters of all different kinds. As as our climate is changing, we're seeing more and more compounding disasters where disasters are happening on, on, on the back of each other or they're happening over wider areas. And therefore, we're finding more and more we have to sh share resources across our borders. Australia has recently updated and simplified its emergency warning systems and fire danger ratings and introduced a nationally consistent tiered system to ensure both emergency response agencies and the community at large understand what each category of risk means and know how to react in case a natural disaster occurs, regardless of location. The fire danger ratings and the emergency warning systems are similar, but they're used for various stages of an emergency and for different hazards. 
Fiona Dunstan, National Community Engagement Manager for the Bureau of Meteorology, explains the differences. The biodanger rating system is specifically for fire preparedness. So how severe or how concerned are we about the weather conditions and the environment that's leading up to. So if we were to say tomorrow is going to be pretty hot and windy and we haven't had rain for a while and the grass and vegetation or the trees are quite dry, from there we determine a fire danger rating and it's there that we then say that we need to take action in order to prepare in case a fire starts. In contrast, the Australian warning system is used to describe the severity of an emergency or incident that is already unfolding. It is used for many types of natural disasters, not just for fires. Fiona Dunstan again. The Australian warning system is designed to incorporate many different types of hazard warnings, so flood, fire, cyclones, heat, so those different types of systems. And then there's a tiered system there that provides a level of warning depending on the threat to people's lives or their homes or businesses. So one is before an event and one is sort of during an event. While the nationwide Australian warning system was introduced in December 2020 and is divided into three colour-coded categories, the newly revised fire danger rating system was rolled out in September 2022. It has four similar colour-coded categories. AFAC CEO Rob Webb again. It's replacing a system that was almost 50 years old. And um, this new system has also got a much simpler system for our communities to understand. We worked with the community to design a new, simpler four-level system with really simple language that allows people to prepare and act when they need to do so. Elizabeth Goh is a long-term volunteer for the New South Wales Rural Fire Service. She says understanding these alerts is vital. One of the things that we always see is that people who don't leave, don't understand or leave too late. We're often having to also work with them during very intense fires. And what that's actually doing is it's actually drawing away resources from firefighting because we need to then look after people, supporting people to get out of those dangerous situations. The new fire danger rating system merges the latest science and data collated by the different emergency response agencies and the Bureau of Meteorology. Mr. Webb says the new system considers the diverse types of climate and vegetation found in different parts of the country. Previously, we only used two different types of fuel. We had forest fuel and we had grass fuel. Now, using eight different types that recognise the very vast variety of vegetation we have around Australia. It allows us to provide more accurate information and on a much finer scale than we ever have been able to before. The first category of the fire danger rating system is moderate and it's green. It means it's time to plan and prepare. The next category up is high, which is yellow and means be ready to act. Mr. Webb says during the green and yellow ratings, communities are encouraged to seek information on weather conditions and stay connected to their local emergency services for updates. In Australia, we always have to be mindful of conditions around us. It's a regular occurrence to get fires on some days. When we say be ready to act, we're asking our communities to be a little more aware. They might check the weather a little bit more or check authorities' websites a little bit more and make sure that they understand what they might do on that day. The two highest categories on the rating are extreme, which is orange, and catastrophic, which is red. 
Mr. Webb explains the extreme level means he must act immediately to protect your life and property. A catastrophic or red category means you need to leave the bushfire risk area in order to survive. So at that take action now, it really means you make a decision about what your actions will be on that day. When the fire conditions get up to that extreme level, that's where you really must be able to say, if a fire starts on those conditions, they will not be controlled in the heat of the day. So you have to be aware of what you're going to do, what your bushfire survival plan is, whether that's to stay in the location or whether you're going to move to a safer place. Mr. Webb says your bushfire survival plan and how you react will depend on your specific circumstances. While some of the more populated areas of Australia are susceptible to fires during the hotter months, other parts of the country, like the north, experience fires during the winter. It will vary from person to person where your property is, how well prepared your property is. But ultimately speaking, if you hear that extreme forecast and you're in a bushfire prone area, that's where you must understand your own um, bushfire survival plan and then take that action of either you may choose to leave, you may choose to sit down with your family and discuss exactly what you might do on a day. Once a bushfire or other hazard is occurring, the three-level Australian warning systems will kick in. The first level is advice, which is yellow, and means the hazard has started, but there is no immediate danger. The second level is orange and is called watch and act. This means conditions are changing and you should take action to protect yourself. The third level is the red emergency warning, which means you are in danger and delaying action puts your life at risk. Miss Dunstan says how you should react to each warning also depends on the type of emergency. In case of floods or fire, you may need to evacuate the area. However, if the hazard is extreme heat or hailstorms, you may need to seek shelter. Knowing how you and your household will respond beforehand is key. Having a plan and talking about it with their household about, you know, if we are threatened by an event, what are the types of things we want to do? Where do we want to go? What will we take with us? What will we do with our pets, our children? All of those things. So it's really important that the discussions that are had at a household and within a community happen well before we're actually issuing formal warnings for the types of events as they unfold. Mr. Webb says everyone should contact their local emergency services to find information on the types of hazards that may occur in their area. Do you get floods? Do you get storms? Do you get fires? Understand the risks that might be there and learn what you can do to um, reduce those risks. That's most important. And that takes a little bit of work, but a small investment in time to understand the hazards in the area can actually save your life further down the track. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Settlement Guide, produced and hosted by me, Claudiana Blanco. The Settlement Guide Managing Editor is Rosa Germian. Until next time. This was an SBS radio podcast. For more Settlement Guide stories, visit sbs.com.au slash radio. 